We keep hearing about how the pandemic has pushed businesses into investing in the cloud, which is basically the software and services that run on the internet. Now the question is, why are some businesses more successful than others when it comes to implementing cloud solutions? In this B-side episode, Shiju Varghese, president and country head of Tata Consultancy Services Philippines, explains to Adrian Paul B. Conoza, Business World's Special Features Assistant Editor, what separates a successful cloud migration from a failed one. Later on, we'll also hear from Arnel Bondivera, Chief Information Officer at Sky Cable Corporation, who shares Sky Cable's digitalization journey and how the provider grew its business by shifting to the cloud. So a note on this episode, it's actually a partnership between Business World and Tata Consultancy Services. Mr. Siju, let's begin this discussion with a snapshot on cloud migration in the Asia-Pacific region. In particular, I would like to know your thoughts on how this technology has digitally transformed businesses in the region. It's a very apt topic because with pandemic onset, every organization in every region has moved to cloud. And cloud has become the center of every discussions when it comes to IT. Cloud technology entered the enterprise agenda by offering a faster, smarter, and lighter technology infrastructure. Cloud has uh, definitely modernized the entire tech value chain in the process. Uh, It has also driven the entire mindset shift, in my view. What I mean by mindset shift is from an ownership of asset to consumption of services as you go along. So it's more about pay-as-you-go model, which is what the organizations are shifting towards. The Asia-Pacific region, to your question, Adrian, is headed towards an year-on-year growth of 28.8% to 30% for the public cloud services this year. Uh, Now, this is as per the IDC report. The prediction for APAC region for the cloud service sector that it will reach almost 125 billion by 2025. Now that talks about the magnitude of the subject that we are talking about here. Meanwhile, the cloud infrastructure as a service in this region is expected to grow at 32%, which will contribute almost 46% of the overall spending in this space. The spending on cloud computing is expected to grow to almost 830 plus billion dollars, which today is only about 370 billion. This is definitely going to be the future. And you rightly said, it's all about future-proofing yourself in this marketplace. You know, from my perspective, an enterprise, uh, which is more of a transformation-led and innovation-led, there are business values that it derives from the cloud. And they are basically scaling the enterprise capability, driving agile innovation and assuring the exponential business value that it brings along. If you ask me about how the organizations have really benefited from it, we have live examples. And TCS, along with the customers in Philippines, are not behind in terms of taking these initiatives. There are cases where we have helped a large real estate organization to move the SAP S4ANA to a first-of-its-kind implementation, moving to the cloud. And what we have seen is the company has accelerated the financial closures 
with almost 80% faster processing time as compared to the pre-cloud scenario and has improved the visibility of cash positioning to the businesses a lot more effectively. So there are clear business benefits that the organizations are reaping by embarking on the cloud migration and the cloudification journey, as we say today. That's interesting, Mr. Siju. But how about the Philippines? How has the country adapted to the cloud in particular? Because of the COVID pandemic onset, businesses have accelerated the cloud adoption. Now, given the impact of that COVID on business operations and the work arrangements that we are in, an increasing number of businesses in the Philippines are turning to cloud-based IT solutions, which is to help them navigate the new normal as we all know today. More than 51% reportedly have adopted more cloud-based IT solutions today. Now, COVID also has increased the demand for hybrid cloud solutions in the Philippines. Now, that's what is unique about this region and about Philippines from my perspective. 74% of local businesses view this approach, which is a hybrid cloud solution approach, critical to their disaster recovery and uh, business continuity. The hybrid approach captures the public cloud's native capability, which is highly elastic, scalable, accessible benefits, while it also helps meet their private cloud users' requirements and need. And hence, I think Philippines is uniquely positioned and adopting to this cloud. And if you look at the uh, report published by Alibaba, it suggests that 94% of Philippine businesses view cloud-based technology solutions as important factor in mitigating the impact of pandemic. Now, with cloud technology being an enabler of digital transformation, 88% of those Philippines businesses actually stated they are now most supportive of using cloud-based technology solutions to grow their businesses, which is now not only because of pandemic, but post-pandemic as well. That's the mindset shift that has happened in this country, right? With such information and openness to embrace the cloud technology, I think Philippines is all set and poised to uh, ride on the growth that we see with cloudification in this region. What edge do businesses that migrated to the cloud have compared to those who haven't? There are only benefits moving to cloud. Now, cloud computing is central to the digital transformation of every organization now today, right? Enterprises are looking at continuously evolving their businesses and providing a differentiated experience to remain competitive. Everyone is into this field, right? Everyone has to have that edge over competition. Now, cloud transformation enables agile, scalable, efficient IT environments, as I was speaking about earlier. There are core cloud characteristics, which I see, right? One is on-demand computing and self-service provisioning, like scalability and rapid elasticity. Now, resiliency and availability, the flexibility of pay-as-you-go model. Now, this is very different from the traditional CapEx-based model to moving to an OPEX-based model. We all know infrastructure in the, in the olden days as CapEx-heavy to servers and everything arranged around the servers and data centers that we need to invest in. Moving away from that to OPEX-based model. And also, you don't have to spend upfront, but you pay as you go, right? And therefore, the benefits that accrue to the companies which are on cloud are definitely cost-saving, which is all about moving to an OPEX-based model. The price flexibility, because it is competitive. If there's a price flexibility that you get, 
better uptime, right? When you go to public cloud, reliability on the public cloud infrastructure and the services, and most importantly, scalability. Organization can actually scale up or scale down based on their business requirement and demand. Now, large global companies around the world have accelerated their move to cloud as part of their digital transformation. As a result, there are significant benefits every organization is enjoying, right? One being the ability to bring new products and services to the market, the ability to launch highly personalized digital customer experience. Now, you will hear this buzzword of digital customer experience, not only in one industry, but across industries now today. Now, that's precisely what the benefits are for organizations and the significant capabilities that the organization get and enhance uh, for their customer experience. Make real-time adjustment to supply chain. Other benefit I can think about is lower the risk of investing in new technology. The cloud can reduce the cost of testing new technology-driven products, services, because its computing infrastructure and platforms are there for on-demand use. Now, TCS, I can speak about, worked with a global telco company uh, to migrate its R&D environment for 5G products and services for more than 30,000 servers to a cloud service. Now, subsequently, this company has been able to set up a development environment of individual engineering teams 150 times faster than in the past, which essentially translates to several months to just few hours. Now, at 40% less cost, just imagine that, right? It's impressive. The actual development and deployment of work of these teams, therefore, now happens at 40% much faster time. As I earlier mentioned, cutting the operating cost in itself. There's a European-based global discount retailer that we worked with who were able to reduce its enterprise system operating cost by 30% while eliminating the downtime for maintenance or for dealing with security threats after it migrated the entire enterprise systems to the cloud. So there are significant benefits that organizations are already reaping and organizations are achieving in terms of their cloud journey and aiming towards achieving those benefits as part of embarking on the cloud journey, Adrian. It's worth noting, Mr. Siju, what you've said about the cloud, that it is central to digital transformation. And you know, digital transformation needs the appropriate skills and culture to begin with. What do you think are the kinds of skills and mindsets that organizations need if they are to effectively embark on cloud migration? There is a common mistake that organization enterprises make is wanting to take the journey with their existing skill set and existing team who possibly are not ready or experienced enough to make them successful. So cloud comes with native capabilities, which is AI, machine learning, deep learning, IoT, which can truly enable businesses to reimagine itself on the lines of customer experience and intelligent decisions. Now, cloud makes technology access simpler to the end user so that they can focus on business problem to be solved rather than technical complexities. Hence, culturally, organization can now be more business capability centric rather than skill set centric. We call this as product centric mindset. To your point, the other aspect is 
an organization who embarked the journey on cloud also has to keep in mind to look at the organization change management process in itself. Because organization change management is all about how organization and the functions and departments and various stakeholders within the organization operate in the new environment and in the new setup. So the organization change management becomes extremely critical and crucial in this aspect. And secondly, it is wise to actually look at partners who have experience, skill set, and tools and technology who can take them through that journey instead of relying on their internal teams who are not exposed to a cloud migration process. So therefore, it's a cultural change. Uh, at the same time, it's a mindset, mind shift which has to happen, and that has to come from the top, in my view. Now, Mr. C. Ju, let's go into the concerns businesses might have when it comes to digital transformation and cloud migration. And cost is one of those concerns. Although, you've mentioned earlier in our discussion that there is price flexibility in cloud. How affordable is cloud migration for organizations? And is it even possible and cheaper to move portions of a business to the cloud? It is definitely possible. It's definitely possible to take a phased approach. We do recommend to our customers to take such a phased approach instead of a big bang. Organizations can move portions of business to cloud based on the landscape uh, of the enterprises. Like they can take a two or three years approach or a journey from preparing to moving to the cloud and eventually moving 70 to 75% of the workload to the cloud. There is a cost to migration uh, and there are cost overruns as well in some cases, right? But having said so, the cost of migration far outweighs some of the most common challenges that enterprises used to face pre-cloud setup from outdated uh, systems, which include the sluggish response to changing market conditions, for example. The slow pace of innovation, the existence of inflexibility in the system and applications, and the unpredictability of cost of running the operations. Now, this is very common when you see organizations who are in the pre-cloud phase. So when you look at the benefits you get by getting rid of these old cost structures or cost factors for us, the benefit of spending into that migration really outweighs the cost that you are incurring, right? The benefits are far, far more. There are costs which can go off the rails, okay? And uh, it's beautifully captured in one of the reports by Gartner, which says, you know, selection of wrong team. To my earlier my point, right? There are organizations who take the journey with their existing team who does not have experience and exposure. So what happens when we do that is you don't have the experience to handle a situation and therefore you will end up having a cost overrun. Or there are cases where there is application assessment miss, for example, or dependencies that have not been considered, hidden indirect costs. So these are few costs which can take you off rail and we should be cautioned about in terms of when we take this journey on cloud. Uh, but at the Overall, I would say the migration cost of moving to cloud and the benefits which comes with that cloudification far outweighs the cost that you would incur today. Okay, so 
it's indeed possible to migrate portions first instead of moving everything, right? Do you have any idea, Mr. Siju, on which portions are the most cost-effective to migrate? There is no one-fit solution for all. Every organizations are different. We need to prioritize the organization's business objective, prioritize the organization's focus area, and then have a plan for each organization, which will be very unique and different for those organizations. Uh, so if you ask me which portion to migrate first, I would say I cannot state it for a standard norm, but in some cases, there are organizations who first take their finance systems completely to cloud, right? The SAP S4 example that I gave for one of the real estate organizations that we did, that was one area where they, they moved it first. There are organizations who actually take their customer lifecycle and customer experience onto cloud first, because then their ability to go to the market, ability to change their products in the market, adjust their services and products which they offer in the market, et cetera, goes very high and enhances their competitive edge in the marketplace. So it would be very specific to every organization and we have to look at organizational priorities for us to determine which portion they should you know, migrate first to the cloud. There's another concern businesses might have about the cloud and that would be security. Although it's worth noting that a Deloitte study showed that for more than 500 IT leaders and executives, security and data protection is their top driver for cloud migration. Even you, Mr. Siju, noted that in cloud, there is low risk. So how can businesses be assured that there's safety in the cloud? With the growth of cloud and cloud adoption, also comes the risk of security, right? As you rightly said. And uh, it's definitely worth uh, discussing because just to give you a context, the cloud security software market is valued at 29 to 30 billion as of today. And it's expected to grow to about 40 billion in the next five years. So that tells you about the risk and therefore what we are dealing with, right? Now, the growing data that's generated, the increasing complexity of technologies have resulted in high dependency of organizations on the cloud services for operations and data management. And therefore, the growth in adoption of cloud services has a direct impact on the demand for cloud security solutions as well. So in Asia Pacific, significant strides have been made in the digital economy to put in context with Philippines and APAC. But with that, it is also causing concern about the you know, security on cloud. Now, there are definitely security features. First, there are various governments in the region who are imposing new laws pertaining to cybersecurity to reduce the impact of cyber phishing, malware, and other cybersecurity threats. Right? Second, with a growing cloud-based threat, companies in the market are introducing new solutions to cater to the needs of the customers. For instance, in 2019, Microsoft launched the Azure Sentinel cloud security program. Now, this is security information and event management tool that uses AI to go through the data for threats using cloud computing. So, for example, TCI cybersecurity managed services, which maintains and monitors an enterprise's cybersecurity posture, and the services that we provide also reduces risk for our customers and it helps detect fraud in the cybersecurity space, right? So there are organizations who are taking measures. There are 
much new gen software which is available now in the market and it's continuously evolving moreover there are now governments and organizations joining hands and taking right measures to ensure these risks are eliminated or minimized i would say not eliminated but definitely can be minimized so policies and new solutions that should assure us enough of the security in the cloud and that partners like TCS are really working on that now to round up this discussion mr siju you've mentioned earlier how much cloud has grown and is expected to grow in the years to come and there are many cloud solutions in the market now but what makes TCS unique and reliable so TCS has reorganized itself you know in terms of meeting the business requirement and the market need today that we see with the cloudification we have reorganized ourselves with cloud practices so there are cloud practice units now within TCS that has been created now these units what it brings on the table is one the contextual knowledge of the industry verticals at the same time the expertise and the depth of the cloud in itself as a service and then as a practice now by partnering with TCS organizations can gain round the clock access to TCS subject matter experts that i spoke about the toolkits configuration management templates and codes security and compliance services and everything that we have built in terms of servicing to this market now this includes intelligent migration patterns powered by an engine of over 5000 rules now which is tcs cloud migration factory with more than 100 assembly lines to meet the low touch and high touch migrations automated pre and post migration tasks with tcs cloud assurance platform so we are geared up and we are actually taking uh, the journey along with our customers in their cloudification in their business objective of moving towards cloud and securing their future and businesses as we see in this region and beyond this region adrian And that was Tata Consultancy Siju Vergis. We're now going to hear from Arnel Bondevera, Chief Information Officer at Sky Cable Corporation. Take it away, Adrian. Mr. Bond, please share with us how Sky came up with its digital transformation plans. We at Sky have a long and proud tradition of providing a signature service experience to our subscribers. We call it in Filipino, wow at saya. A combination of joy and delight. As time has gone by, the needs of our subscribers have changed. The dependence on the internet, the way they consume content. We saw these changes and recognized the need to transform ourselves to keep pace. This has been a continuous process ever since we undertook a formal review of our business processes and established a digital transformation plan in 2017. Of course, the pandemic was a disruptor and accelerant to all these plans. But at the core, our objectives for digital transformation remain rooted in providing rich and relevant experiences to our subscribers. And that means offering them choice and flexibility. What's the right product and plan for me? What broadband speed? What channels? How to pay, when to pay? How to reach Sky? In short, to update the Sky signature service experience for today and the future. Now, How does Sky see the cloud among other technologies help fulfill its digitalization plans? What compelled the company to choose the cloud to pave its digital journey? We view the cloud as a central and critical part of our digitalization roadmap. 
we started with a traditional central on-premise architecture and are familiar with the accompanying challenges, not the least of which are the large and usually upfront capital expense commitment and the lack of flexibility to quickly expand, especially once your resources are highly utilized. The cloud brings a lot of flexibility, both technically and financially, and allows for rapid startup and shutdown of projects and applications, which are very critical to a successful digital transformation program. Mr. Bon, I'll be more specific and ask, what did Sky look for in a partner in migrating to the cloud? So of course, we started by looking for a partner that's good on paper with all the formal criteria, stable, reliable, a large company with breadth and depth of knowledge and experience, not just in migrating to the cloud, but in digital transformation, with world-class and industry-focused products and services, with a proven track record and customer references, a strong resource pool with local presence and access to global experts wherever they are. TCS certainly ticked all those boxes. But beyond that, as discussions and projects progressed, we got to know TCS and work with them. And we were happy to find that TCS is more than just good on paper. They do business with integrity. They live up to their commitments, as well as a good partner to Sky. Let's now talk about Sky's digital journey. Mr. Bon, how has those solutions helped the company cope with the changes caused or accelerated by the pandemic? So Sky's first major foray into the cloud around three years ago was actually with TCS. We moved from an on-premise solution to their cloud system. It was a major shift for us, especially the IT team, who were so used to working with on-premise solutions. TCS walked us through that entire process, and I can say that we are quite comfortable now with the cloud because of that experience. Fast forward to early 2020, we were about to launch the next and now the current phase of our transformation when the pandemic hit. Um, the TCS's solution is a large cloud-based system, allowed us to sidestep so many challenges we would have otherwise had to face. It actually was more challenging for us to figure out how to run the project and work together remotely than it was to set the solution up. That was um, easy and something we could take for granted and was done very quickly. So far, Mr. Bon, what results were gained out of Sky's partnership with TCS towards migrating to the cloud? The first TCS solution to which we migrated proved to be a growth engine for that particular line of business. We wouldn't have grown so quickly and so much without the TCS cloud solution. That journey has taught us to be confident and comfortable in working with the cloud. Now, we're in the critical stretch of our digital transformation journey, replacing our core systems in the next few months, and TCS has been at our side as our key cloud partner all throughout. That concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Shiju Varghese, President and Country Head of Tata Consultancy Services Philippines, and Arnel Bondevera, Chief Information Officer at Sky Cable Corporation, speaking with Adrian Paul B. Conoza. Business World's Special Features Assistant Editor about moving to the cloud. The main takeaway here is that businesses need to change their mindset when they begin their cloudification journey. You can't just take your existing team and your existing infrastructure and expect to digitally transform yourself. The cloud gives you access to tools like artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, the internet of things, but you have to know how to use those tools so that you can focus on solving business problems and thinking of new and cool things to bring to market. 
This episode is a partnership between Business World and Tata Consultancy Services. It was recorded remotely on October 14. Thanks for listening.